Hello and welcome to a new series of short WRI podcasts looking at why COP26 matters for different issues. I'm Nicholas Walton and in this episode we're looking at COP and the clean air issue. Almost everything we think about as a development goal as well as a climate goal is interconnected through the chemistry of the air. You're listening to WRI's COP26 Shorts podcasts. Here's WRI's global lead on air quality, Jessica Seddon. COP is incredibly important for climate mitigation and for developing ways for all of us to jointly pitch in for climate mitigation. Now, the connection between climate mitigation and clean air is a very fundamental chemical one. The chemistry of the atmosphere affects both human health, ecosystem health, agricultural productivity, the rate of heating, basically almost everything we think about as a development goal, as well as a climate goal, is interconnected through a common dependence on the chemistry of the air. And so I think this COP presents an enormous opportunity to advance climate mitigation, but also to really highlight the very near-term, very immediate benefits of the same kinds of choices about energy, about agriculture, about transportation, how we handle waste, the immediate benefits of those choices for a healthier air chemistry or cleaner air. It's also air quality offers the COP a few things. Air quality is a great way to bring equity and a greater attention to equity into the COP. The climate problem is is really a global problem. You want to mitigate global emissions to reduce the level of greenhouse gases in a globally mixed atmosphere. That means if you emit a little less in one place or a little more in another place, you can offset it with air quality. Air quality affects the health in and around where those emissions are happening. So climate strategies that also pay attention to human health and clean health almost build in and create safeguards around equity and preserving health. The other is that clean air is in some ways both a symptom of the transitions that we're not making in energy, agriculture, transportation, waste, but it's also a really important way to build support for climate action because it is a here and now visible benefit for all of us. And I think that that's an important aspect of building a more inclusive, more effective and more publicly owned COP outcome. I was actually going to ask about that because climate action and COP26, sometimes they can feel very abstract. You know, we're looking at scientific charts, we're looking at projections into the future, tons of CO2, et cetera, all of the emissions. And air quality is a very, very tangible way to make climate action have a very tangible near-term benefit. And in doing so, it can actually help politicians, business leaders, et cetera, build the kind of consent for the difficult choices that are sometimes involved with climate action. I think that's a really important point. And I think what I'm seeing in terms of the the air quality related activities at COP, there's a fair amount of effort going into making sure that uh, those who are focused on climate are aware of how visible and immediate and important cleaner air is and how salient it is as part of making the case for climate action. So for example, there are a number of side events on climate, clean air, and health, the triple win scenario. One of the things that I I hope many of the 
negotiators and attendees of COP do pay attention to is that these air quality benefits are very well known in the case of the transition to clean energy. So away from fossil fuels, away from diesel and petrol-based cars toward electric. In the energy space, the amount of health benefits you get from taking climate action are fairly well documented. But the same case can be made for the transition to the circular economy and reducing the waste that we produce and don't always treat well in landfills and recycling. So in terms of waste, there's the same clean air argument to be made in terms of agriculture and food systems transition. In fact, agriculture contributes to about a quarter of the premature deaths due to air pollution. Many of the same choices that are important for climate will also deliver clean air benefits. So what I'm hoping comes out of this COP and through this combination of side events and meetings and people just exchanging ideas is a greater recognition of just how powerful the clean air argument for immediate action is, because it's much more than what we've been talking about so far. You talk about agriculture there. Um, it, it sounds as though there's a whole raft of other areas where air quality actually comes into environmental and climate action equations beyond simply trying to measure what kind of emissions are being uh, are being belched out by factories and by cars. The one other thing I would add is that um, the benefits of climate mitigation for creating cleaner air that contributes to human health are the ones that have been making the headlines. But in terms of the science, the cleaner air that can come with climate mitigation is also important for agricultural yields. It's important for preserving biodiversity, particularly plant biodiversity. It's important for carbon uptake in forests. It's important for regional weather and extreme weather. The co-benefits of air go well beyond human health. And that was Jessica Seddon on why COP26 matters from the standpoint of air quality. The other seven episodes in this series examine everything from why COP matters for businesses to cities, food and land use and the ocean. But we really need this to be a joined up effort across both land and ocean economies, you know, and not treat this as a separate dimension. We really need to connect the land with the ocean, the ocean with the land and not treat them separately going forward. There's plenty more on COP on our website, wri.org. And you can, of course, subscribe to these podcasts on all good podcast apps. I'm Nicholas Walton. Goodbye for now.